right, good morning. It's uh, <coughs> very good to be here this morning with you. We've got uh, most everybody here, uh, I believe, except for Robert, looks like. Uh, and so it's good to have everyone with us. Welcome to our visitor this morning. I'm going to have a, a pretty simple lesson. Yep. Must have cut itself off. I knew I shouldn't have messed with that. On positive thinking, uh, it's going to be the topic for this hour, and uh, Gary's going to follow us up a little bit later the next hour on negative thinking and the the, the effects of that. But this this hour, we're going to be looking at positive thinking and how that's essential for us as God's children uh, in our lives every day. And this thing looks crazy on here. See that? Put it, yeah, put, it on, put it on slideshow. I did. Ooh. Let's see. Hold on. We had her going there before we started. That get it? There yep, go. there we go. Alright. So, <clears throat> positive thinking, a must-have uh, for Christians. I think uh, just about everybody in the room here uh, who's of age is a Christian. And this is something that uh, I would say... For the most part, even the world will understand and, and agree with. Uh, and the world at large uh, knows a lot about positive thinking and, and knows that it's a good thing. Uh, these bullet points right here, um, you know, basically just came up from my, I Googled uh, positive thinking and, and the effects of positive thinking, and this, this bullet list popped up. Uh, and so, you know, right off the bat, we can see that in general, uh, the world understands that this is a good thing. Uh, it understands that uh, it can be something that will help us or help someone achieve their goals and attain success, uh, accomplish what they have set out to accomplish. Uh, being a positive person uh, will bring more happiness in your life. Uh, and with that, uh, I believe also more contentment. It also gives us more energy or, or causes us to be more energetic and active. Uh, it increases our faith or our confidence in, in ourselves or our ability to do those tasks set before us uh, and, and gives us hope for a brighter future. And being a positive person or, or someone who's always uh, thinking uh, positive things, someone who's always seeing the glasses half full instead of half empty, um, when you're around those type of people, uh, it's inspiring and, and helps to motivate others uh, to do better and, and to fulfill the things that they've set out to do. And so when you think about us as Christians today and, and uh, the things that God has set out for his children to do and accomplish, you know, are there anything, any of the things on this list that, that us as Christians shouldn't be worried about? Or the answer is no. You know, these are all things that would be good and that are good uh, for us uh, to to have. These are good attitudes or attributes or, or things that we 
uh, need to have in our lives. And so we're going to just go through uh, these and look at a few verses that would go along with uh, these thoughts here. And, and as we go through this, uh, the first one being uh, that, that being a positive person or, or having a positive attitude, again, the, the glass is half full type uh, attitude, uh, is something that will help us in achieving our goals and will help us uh, attain success. And, and so when we say success, what are we talking about from a Christian standpoint? Well, we're talking about success in uh, achieving the things that God wants us to achieve. Uh, and think about the goals that, that a Christian has, the, the goals that are given for us in Scripture, um, and how important it is uh, that, that we are positive, have a positive attitude as we work to achieve these goals. And think about how having a negative attitude can really hinder us in achieving these goals. And that's, that's what um, Gary will be talking some about the next hour. But for us as, as a Christian, you know, there's lots of things set before us as our goals or things we're, we should accomplish, right? The, the first thing is, of course, our salvation. Uh, and there's, there's lots of passages that I could have uh, picked that would go along with this. But I, I picked this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, <clears throat> just to, to get us thinking about uh, this positive, I can do it uh, type attitude. And here Paul, he's been talking about maybe some of the difficulties that a Christian has to, to go through uh, in serving God. But he says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And so, you know, here's Paul in a passage we're, we're very familiar with, but he's using a Christian's life. Uh, he's basically using a race and a runner in a race to, to compare that to a Christian's life and, and how, you know, uh, only one runner receives the prize. And, and what is he saying here? It's the one that, that is focused on achieving those goals, right? The one that's working hard uh, towards uh, obtaining that, that wreath. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's Paul's message there. And, and again, if you look at the context before this, you can see that He's describing some of the difficulties that, that he has to go through or that Christians uh, have to deal with uh, and, and trying to, to use this out analogy of a runner in a race to, to show that, hey, you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to be uh, focused on uh, achieving that goal if you're going to do that. And, and Paul's saying that that's what he does. He disciplines uh, his body and keeps it under control so that he is not... Uh, disqualified from that race. Uh, raising faithful children. For those of us here who are parents, uh, this is another task or goal put before uh, us as Christians to um, raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord there in Ephesians chapter 6. And so, <clears throat> you know, when you uh, when you think about that, and, and again, those of us who are parents realize this is much easier said than done, right? The day-to-day -day tasks involved with being a, a parent who, who's training your children in the right ways, 
uh, can be difficult at times and wearisome. And, and, you know, there's ups and downs with it. There's times when you mess up and you, and you may get something wrong in your parenting. And, uh, you know, what is your attitude in that? Do you let that get you down? Do you think that, no, I, I just can't do it? Uh, you know, this is too hard. I'll never get it right. Or, or do you bounce back from that and, and think positively and realize with God's help, uh, with the help of, of uh, the wisdom in his word and with the help of, of those who surround you in your life, uh, who, are, who are good uh, examples and have wisdom, that you are able to do that. And it is something that, uh, that can be done. And so again, you know, is the glass half full or half empty in these tasks uh, that we're given to do? Um, teaching others, and this is one that I think um, we, it makes a lot of sense in, in, in this uh, topic of being a, a positive thinker. Um, you know, 1 Peter 3.15 is just one verse of many that show us uh, the necessity of, of us as Christians being able and willing to teach others about uh, God and Christ and salvation. Um, Peter says there, But in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So again, just really a snapshot verse there of, of this idea of us being able to teach others, but... <clears throat> In our teaching and talking with others, um, do we always get a lot of positive response? In general, it feels like we don't. You know, everybody we may talk to about Christ doesn't become a Christian. I would say most people end up not becoming a Christian. Um, and so, what is our attitude in that? Do we let that get us down? Do we let us do that drive us to just not bother with teaching others or not bother with telling others uh, about what God's word teaches or do we keep a positive attitude do we continue teaching others uh, do we uh, believe what scripture says that God's word will not return uh, to him void that, that it will accomplish those things that it's supposed to accomplish and you know, I feel like uh, the the study that we do at the Pines and, and the, the study that Evan does online sometimes probably feels like that a lot. Uh, you know, we may go uh, for weeks and weeks at the Pines and, and, and some of the guys there not be very engaged. But then you'll hit stretches where like the last month or so we've had, uh, I guess, two to four guys that have been coming in there that have been very engaged and interested, and we've had some really good studies, and, and uh, you feel like you, you're making some headway there. And, and so, you know, it, it just it goes to show that this positive attitude of just continuing to put one, one foot in front of another and, and uh, to believe uh, in the power of God's Word, uh, it, it's good for us to, to just keep doing that. Uh, and, and don't become discouraged. Don't uh, let negativity take over uh, your thoughts because when that happens uh, it'll cause you to quit doing the things that God wants us to be doing uh, the same thing about uh, doing good works uh, Ephesians 2.10 says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them and so you know you go through the New Testament and, and you put together all these pieces of, of the good things that Christians are supposed to be doing. Um, it's a long list. 
uh, of things we're supposed to be doing, uh, character traits we're supposed to have. And, and what is our attitude about that? Do we think positively? Do we continue to do good for others? Do we continue to uh, look for opportunities to do good and reach out and help everywhere we can? Uh, or do we let uh, instances where people may not appreciate our help discourage us? And do we begin to, to, to think negatively about what we've done and it's not worth the effort? You know, those are the, the two uh, ends of the spectrum that we have to deal with, right? And, you know, in reality, does it, what does Scripture teach us about why we do the good works? Is it for the reward of the praise of men? Or is it because God knows what we're doing and God is pleased with that and, and that's what God wants us to be doing. And so, you know, a, a lot of these things, these goals that we're supposed to be working towards, these, these activities we're supposed to be participating in, for us to remain positive about them, even though it may not seem like it, it's getting anywhere, we have to remember that we're doing that uh, for God. Uh, and so, you know, that, that's the charge before us. So another one of uh, <clears throat> the bullet points there about remaining positive or positivity uh, is that it equals greater happiness and energy. Um, so when you read Paul's letters, all through the New Testament, is the picture you have of Paul, Eeyore, the donkey. Is that who you feel like you're seeing when you read about Paul? Someone who's gloom and doom, it's never good, this isn't working, why am I here? Is that what you see or think of when you read Paul? That's not it, right? Um, do you think with all that Paul endured and went through, it would have been easy for him to be that donkey? It would. It would have been very easy, I believe, for him to, to get a, a negative attitude, but that's not the attitude that he has. And, and it's clear in the letters that he wrote that that's not, that's not the attitude that he had. And so um, when you look at his writings and, and the things that he said, I think we can get a good picture of how to remain positive in spite of whatever's going on negative in our lives uh, and uh, and how we can be happy how we can still be energetic and doing those good works and following those those things that God wants us to be doing and it, it's really it seems like the way Paul's doing that is he always thought about what he did have instead of dwelling on what he didn't have right uh, and so you know times when we may be able to feel sorry for ourselves or want to feel sorry for our about what we don't have or what didn't go like we wanted it to go, you know, when we feel that creeping in, what should we do? We should flip that around, right? And, and think about all the things that we do have, everything that has been done for us, and, you know, let that, uh, let that be who we are. Let that uh, cause us to have contentment and happiness. And I believe, that, again, that's what Paul did. First uh, Timothy chapter 1 uh, starting in verse 12, <clears throat> Paul says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief, 
And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are Christ Jesus. The saying it's trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. And in Philippians 4, he said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you've received, you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. You know, what what was Paul's secret in that? Again, it was him being content with what had been done for him. Back in that, that passage in 1 Timothy, you know, what Paul's saying there is, you know, I was the chiefest sinner of all. I was working totally against Jesus Christ and, and the things that he did and the people who were believing in him. But Jesus showed me mercy and gave me a chance to be a follower of his. And and so he's thankful for that and grateful for that. And so he's thinking about how great a blessing was bestowed upon him and using that to help him maintain a positive attitude that no matter how good or bad things were in his life, his attitude was the same, right? Thankful and grateful. Uh, he was happy and content, and, and he was busy about doing the work that God intended for him to do. Uh, when you think about <clears throat> that in contrast to what the opposite of that looks like, uh, does someone who is not content, someone who's like Eeyore, gloom and doom, everything's bad, nothing's going my way. Uh, do those kind of people see a lot of success in their life when they're always negative and, and thinking the glass is half empty? They don't. They, they generally do not see a lot of success in their life. Uh, and so that it's almost you're your own worst enemy type scenario, right? When you get that attitude or allow those those uh, negative attitudes to take over when you should be a, a positive thinker. Uh, and so, again, just realize that, that maintaining a positive attitude will, will be something that gives you greater happiness and contentment and, and uh, energy in doing those things uh, that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, being positive also uh, will increase our confidence in ourselves uh, not in a bad way, but through God. We're not talking about in a haughty way or a way that, that, that says, I've uh, got this all figured out or this is all because of me, but it increases our confidence in ourselves to be able to accomplish these things God wants us to accomplish. And it, it gives us hope for something better ahead. Um, and again, you know, more from, from Paul here in 2 Corinthians. Uh, it says, So we do not lose heart, Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And and so, you know, Paul there saying that 
they're not losing heart just because they're going through some persecutions or, or difficult circumstances. Even though they're, uh, you know, the things that are happening to them are, are hard to deal with and not pleasant, they still are not losing heart because they know that what is ahead is so much better that it's worth whatever they have to go through here on earth. That should be our attitude. Um, that, that is a positive way of thinking. Um, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, uh, that being God or Jesus. And then uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, the writer there is saying, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have, for you have need of endurance, so that when you've done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while the coming one will come and not delay. But my righteous but my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and persevere and preserve their souls. And so you know there again, don't throw away your confidence. Don't shrink shrink back from the things that you're supposed to be doing. Instead, have endurance. Uh, does positivity or, or positive thinking go along with endurance? Is the runner who's who's running the marathon, is he thinking negative thoughts the whole time he's running or is he thinking positive thoughts? He's thinking positive thoughts or else he's not going to make it to the finish line, right? Uh, and so that that's exactly what's being said here. It's... You know, if we we have need for endurance, we have to think positively, uh, and and that will give us confidence that we can finish this race and finish it in the right way, finish it in the way that accomplishes everything that God intends for it to. <clears throat> okay. Um. The next point about uh, having a positive attitude is that it is contagious. Uh, one of those those bullet points at the beginning says that it helps to inspire and motivate not only us but others too Uh, and I think we all understand that right Uh, you can see this in life in general when you have a uh, a leader of a business or a manager of a company who's who's positive and moving forward what does that do for the whole group for the most it keeps them positive and moving forward right um if you have a, a leader who's negative, it's the opposite effect, right? It, it tears things apart and does not uh, move things in the right direction. And so this positive attitude that, that we're talking about having here is something that, that we need to have because it rubs off on others. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 14 <clears throat> says, and we urge you, brothers, to admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, and help the weak. Be patient with them all. Can you encourage the faint-hearted if you're Eeyore? If you're gloom and doom, the glass is half empty. You're not going to be a very encouraging person, are you? I don't know uh, who all in here has had the pleasure of being around extremely negative people people or a person but if you've had to do that it is draining right it, it will absolutely drain you to be around someone who's negative and and so you know we can't even follow this commandment or carry out this commandment to encourage the faint-hearted and help the weak if we don't have the positive attitude 
that we're talking about here. Um, and when you when you look at really all of Paul's letters in the New Testament, what's it a lot of? It, it's a lot of you can do it in those letters, right? Some of them contain, hey, you're doing it wrong, or you need to be doing this. But but in just I would say all of his letters. At some point in those letters, he's telling them, "You can do this. You know, you can follow God's ways. You can, you can finish this race." And um, it, that's the positive attitude he had, and he was using that to try to rub off on others, to encourage others uh, to to continue uh, living by God's ways. And Romans chapter eight. <clears throat> says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God and who indeed is interceding for us. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, this is just one of those sections in one of Paul's letters that's telling the the brethren there in Rome that you can do this. You know, no matter what's going on, you can do this. Uh, God is for you. And so who's going to overcome that, right? Uh, and, and it's just a positive, encouraging message uh, that he's using there to, to encourage them that, that no matter what difficulties lie ahead, uh, they can still be conquerors of those things in the end. And that's how we should be, right? Our, our attitude should be that positive attitude in all things. <clears throat> So when you when you think about all these things we've been saying about being a positive person or having a positive attitude, um, and you think about Paul, I brought him up a lot, uh, but Paul and the rest of the apostles, all that they went through, and and the attitude that they were able to maintain, you know, sometimes it almost may seem superhuman to you, right? How in the world could somebody going through all of those things still be positive uh, and you know, it, it would almost seem superhuman but I, I don't believe that it is I don't think that God gave Paul or any of the other apostles some miraculous gift of optimism or uh, a gift of, of positive thinking I don't think that's that's what happened there I think that they uh, considered the facts they looked at everything that had been done from them and they made a choice to be positive and and it's the same thing for us today we can make that choice to be positive people uh, that <clears throat> no matter you know what we may end up going through in our lives we can still be positive um, in Philippians chapter 3 
Starting in verse 12, uh, Paul says, Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So let those of us who are mature think this way. And if any one of you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. And so what's Paul saying there is one of his tricks, if you want to say not not a trick in a bad way, what's, what's one of his ways that he continues to be positive? He doesn't look back, right? He doesn't look at everything that went wrong and let that bring him down. He looks forward. He keeps his eye forward at where he's going, and he continues to believe in the power of God, to trust in the promises of God, and continues to press on uh, towards that goal in a, in a very positive way. Um, in Hebrews chapter 12, you know, this same argument is made. Uh, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So here, you know, again, the writer's saying, look at all these people. This is right after Hebrews 11, where it's gone through this whole list of uh, people of faith and all the great things that were accomplished through their faith. Uh, and, and using that to say, look at what they did. Look at how their faith worked out. You know, and basically saying, that, be positive in your thoughts about that. You can do the same things. And uh, <clears throat> finally, in, in that verse 2, pointing to Jesus, uh, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. And so, you know, we, we know, I uh, think in the class here today, it sounds like y'all were going through that the part in Matthew where Jesus has been arrested and, and is beginning to suffer uh, some pretty harsh things, uh, and ultimately... Uh, going to be killed on the cross, and, and why was able Jesus able to do that? Because he knew what was set before him, the joy that was set before him, and and that can be our same motivation, right? The joy that is promised us, the joy that is set before us, uh, can help us to to remain positive even in very adverse situations. So, you know. Yes, in conclusion, I would say that our success is really tied up in our attitude, right? Uh, I brought up Eeyore the donkey multiple times and, and, and how people with those attitudes don't usually accomplish the things they want to accomplish versus people with positive attitudes who do accomplish the things they want to accomplish. And so I would say for us as Christians... We have to choose to be uh, the, the glasses half full kind of people. Um, you know, when, when situations arise that may cause us to have these negative thoughts or, or, or thoughts of I can't do it or this isn't going like I want it to or this is hard, you know, those kind of thoughts, uh, we have to combat that, right? 
Uh, we have to, to think about everything that has been done for us, everything that God has done to take care of us, to provide for us, the, the good things He's surrounded us with in our lives, and let that combat those negative thoughts that may creep into our minds uh, from time to time. And, and finally, we have to know that, you know, the times when we do fail, you know, I think everybody understands there will be those times when we do fail, we can't let that just throw us off the tracks, right, where we can't get back on the tracks. So we, we know that we serve a forgiving God who, who's very much on our side, who wants us to succeed, who wants good for us, uh, and, and that uh, when we follow his plan for forgiveness, he forgives us, and, and we're in his good graces, and he, he's there to help us continuing to run that race in the way that he wants us to. And so this morning, uh, you know, every time uh, we come together at, at the end of a lesson like this, we offer uh, God's invitation for, for those who are not uh, Christians and understand what to do to become a Christian uh, to certainly uh, take that step. Uh, and for those who are Christians... Uh, who uh, may have uh, failed or, or, or may be dealing with, with negative thoughts or having trouble staying positive about being a Christian and, and about living the life that Christ tells us to live, then we're here for support for one another, right? We're here to pray for one another, to help one another in those things that, that uh, sometimes can get us down. And uh, whatever uh, need you may have that that we can help with, we ask that you would let that be known as we stand and sing the song that's selected. I know not why God's wondrous grace.